Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Paul and Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb, back in the host chair. We have another full show for you today. The NCAA tournament has resumed this weekend, and so have the upsets. Loyola Chicago is in the Elite Eight and will face Kansas State, another Cinderella team, on Saturday for the right to go to the Final Four. Number nine seeded Florida State is also in the Elite Eight as the left side of the bracket is pretty much chaos. But the right side is the exact opposite. Is Cinderella's glass slipper about to break with Duke, Villanova, Kansas all still alive in the Elite Eight on the right side of the bracket? Could see two of those teams in the Final Four. We'll take a look at Loyola Chicago's trip to the Elite Eight, their dramatic victory Thursday against Nevada. And we will have some Final Four predictions for you guys today. Believe it or not, everybody's talking about March Madness right now, but uh, with the month coming to a close next week, baseball season is starting. Season just around the corner. The season opener is next Thursday. Uh, We will have a full preview of the 2018 baseball season, and I'll tell you why I love the date that the season is opening on uh, this this year. no scheduling conflict with another sport this season with baseball's opening day. So I'm very excited about that. We'll also get to the Steelers' free agency news today. Uh, they're still waiting on Le'Veon Bell's decision, negotiating a contract with the All-Pro running back. But uh, while they wait for him, they added two guys to the defense, uh, a big name, not a big name, but a, a relatively big name, I would say, coming in to replace Mike Mitchell at safety. So we'll have that discussion in the second half of our show. We want to make you guys a part of the conversation, listening in. Give us a call, 516-387-1417. You can also tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. But now I'm going to welcome on my co-host, Tom, in Chicago. How you doing out there, Tom? Oh, we're doing great, Dave. Everybody's all excited. We are all Jesuits out here today. Uh, we're all going to be wearing uh, nuns' habits for Sister Jean and and uh, rooting for Loyola this uh, this evening. You should be here in Atlanta. This is the, the game's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, boy, I would love to. It would be great. Um, yeah, you know. You and I just heading out and uh, taking in that game. That's a fun game. We could just hop, drive to the train station, hop on the train, and we'll be at Phillips Arena. Be perfect. Yep. You got it. Uh, <laughs> Our other co-host, Hunter at Virginia Tech. Hunter, do you want to come to the game today with us? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me uh, go uh, drive like seven hours to Atlanta. <laughs> 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 so what's what's uh, going hey, on? Longer drive for me, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're getting too much snow here today. We're about to get dumped on in about a couple hours. Yeah, yeah so it, you know, 
been a strange weather system out there, but yeah, it seems like the East Coast is just getting beaten up, uh, you know, the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we're about to get, I think, like six to ten inches. So let me, I'll hop in my car and drive in that. I'll meet you there about uh, five, five in five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get in your hovercraft. Just, just you know, hover right over the snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe. Okay, all right. Well, today's show is brought to you by author Marco Zacchio, learning the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. And our conversation today is going to begin with the NCAA tournament. Plenty of David and Goliath still left, and that's usually what makes the best TV in the NCAA tournament is is the the blue buds against the Cinderella schools that you kind of have to look up where, where they are. Um, but, but right now, all the Davids are in the left side of the bracket, and the Goliaths, the Blue Bloods, are on the other side. Uh, is that going to create a problem here for, for entertainment purposes in the Elite Eight and Final Four, Hunter? Or, uh, and besides that, what else stands out to you about this first, first three rounds of the NCAA tournament? Today, there's a David on the other side. It's called Michigan. That's a David. No, they're not. They're a three C. They won the Big Ten. Yeah, look, look up that team. That man. I had them in my final before it started. It's looking pretty good right now. Um, yeah, the world will be better when hopefully Florida State loses tonight. I hate that school because um, I'm in an ACC school. So that's one of another one of our rivals. Um, I will be rooting for Loyola tonight. I, I think that's an amazing story. Um, I hope they do get to the final four. Um but then um they'll have to play they will have to play Michigan and I think Michigan i hope Michigan gets to the final because I'll get points for my bracket. But so, sorry Tom. I'm sorry. But, you know, what my, my money Money calls. Money calls. Both I have both Villanova and Michigan in my final. So if I can get that that's a great prediction. That's a that's a all world class prediction right there. Um <laughs> well, um, for the first—it's it, just that I did not expect um, the, the four um, on the side though to have an eleven, a nine, and then a um, and then another um, nine. Yeah, eleven and nine and a. What's the other? Uh, there's a three. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't keep up. Another nine. Seeds. Another nine. Another nine. Yeah. yeah um, that Kansas State Kentucky game was so dreadful to watch. Um, um, don't know how Kansas State's in the Elite Eight. Uh, that's such a weird team. Uh, Kentucky, I, I, I thought they should, honestly could have won that game, but it was kind of sad that they didn't. Um, Dave, um, I think everyone's probably happy that, that Syracuse lost last night. Um, I know I am, even though I hate Duke, sorry. Um, that's kind of sad that I would hope that Syracuse lost because I hate Duke. I, I wouldn't think I would ever say that, but I'm sorry. Hunter, I'm sorry. Hunter you have a lot of hate in your life. I know, I know. You really need to peace out a little bit more. It's mostly just big dislike. But then you have, um, you know, then you got uh, you got Kansas. Uh, I, I love how Kansas decides to go on a deep run this year when I picked them to win it all last year. Oh, that, that makes me upset. But um, I think Kansas is going to win that game. You people with that thinking Duke are. Uh, Kansas is going to win. Um, but um, if I had to why, why do you think Kansas is going to win? Lots of people. Uh, I mean, Duke uh, is the 
Duke was the favorite Devon- in Las Vegas to win the whole thing. Before the Sweet really? 16 started, Vegas had Duke as the best odds to win the whole tournament. Why do you think Kansas is going to beat Duke? Devontae Graham, that's why. He's, he's okay. a monster. Um, I, I, think, um, I think he's going to be the big difference maker. Um, I think this is finally the year that Kansas goes back to a Final Four. But, I mean, it's not going to make a difference anyway because Villanova is going to win the whole thing. Um, they play Texas Tech. Um, a lot of people were picking Purdue to win it all. I liked Purdue, but um, I know one of their uh, best players were hurt. So I yeah. think that played a big role in um, having them derail. I like Texas Tech. Um, they they uh, they show a lot, um, but, but I think Villanova is going to get to the championship game. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if Michigan did not go to the final. I'd be kind of shocked. I mean, yes, I know anything can happen. It's March, but I mean, I think I think Florida State's time is going to run its course. I mean, I know they beat Xavier, but, but uh, let's be honest, guys. Xavier was a really overrated one seed. I had them losing in Gonzaga anyway, um, and then the Zags. You never know with them. They can win, they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody, and they lost to Florida State. So um, I think the most – I think the, I'll be very curious though, to watch Loyola. I hope they beat Kansas State because I can't stand watching Kansas State play basketball. I'd rather root for a Cinderella team than watch a team that I don't know how even got to the Elite Eight. Well, my problem with Kansas State is, yeah, I actually wanted to see Kentucky in tonight's game because I really wanted that that apocalyptic uh, uh, matchup between uh, Good and Evil, Sister Jean against John Calipari, and <laughs> not going to get. Where's all the hate on Coach Cal? I like him. No, you can't like well, Coach Cal. Of all the like people Coach, that like... you like, Hunter, you hate everybody, you, and you like Coach Cal. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind him. Better than Jim Bayhide, that's for sure. No, he's not better it, than Jim Bayhide. Kentucky does not need to be in another Final Four that they'll just have to vacate a couple of years anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, that guy is, is a sleazeball, John Calipari, but that's a different subject. It's interesting that you say Michigan has a, a path to the to the uh, finals, Hunter, and I, I agree I, with you. They They do, but – that's what everyone was saying about Kentucky. I live in SEC country, yeah, and, and everyone yeah. loves – this year especially they were saying basketball is better than the SEC. We, we care about it this year. And, and then when, when Arizona lost and Virginia lost, everyone would say, okay, this is setting up. Kentucky's going to make a run as a – or they a five seed or a four seed. Five seed, I think. And uh, they got upset by, by, by uh, Florida State. So – well, you know, uh-huh. the one thing that Calipari was worried about, uh, I know from reading going into this weekend, that he didn't want his team thinking that it was going to be too easy of a path for, for them to get into the Final Four. And, and it looks like that's how they took the game against Kansas State. Um, they, you know, they weren't ready for the moment. It looks like they froze up and and uh, Kansas State took advantage of it. Right, right. Sorry, I said Florida State. I meant Kansas State beating Kentucky. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, Tom. Uh, and if Michigan thinks the same thing, then they are just as receptive to a upset loss uh, today or, no, or next weekend. Can't happen. Can't happen, please. Nope. I need Mo Wagner to vote. All right, Mo, so, uh, Hunter. Jim. 
Hunter, how much how much money do you got on the line here? How, how much money are you betting? Okay, on, if I get first place on... in this pool, I can get a hundred bucks in both of them. So stop. I need a hundred bucks. Dave, Dave, Dave. I am in college here. Okay, you know, spending <laughs> money is at a it's at a it's at a low it's at a low cost here. So, you know, it'd be nice to get some extra cash. Come on. Oh, extra extra spend. I'm not gonna argue with that. Extra spending cash is always nice. I just yeah. I don't mix sports and money to be honest. No, I know. No, I know. not when it comes I'm to analysis. Uh, thanks, thanks, Tom. I, I, I need, but I need Mo, Mo Wagner to uh, go off tonight. I love watching that kid play. Wagner from Michigan. I love that kid. Who else? Who, who else do you love, Hunter? You got a lot of hate. So who, who else do you right. love? Um, I do like watching. Um, you know, I used to have a hatred for Villanova. Um, they busted my bracket and um, against Pitt. Um, <laughs> I remember that game, uh, Dave. That was when I. Oh was, yeah, uh, yeah. That that was the last official game I was a Pitt fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Same here. Yep, that was the last game I was. Uh, I rooted for Pitt. I picked Pitt to win it all that year, and I was actually kind of close. So, um, yeah, <laughs> they, they were I, three I, games I, away, I, but sure. I know they were, they were close. They were close. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that game made me sick. But no, no I like them. I don't really mind them. Yeah, the only really team I um, that I really don't like in the Elite Eight. Um, I love Loyola. I love Michigan. Um, I hate Florida State because you know ACC team and uh, yeah, um, uh, the Tomahawk crap. And then the um, I hate Duke because another ACC team. Well, you know Duke. Yeah, you know, you're talking about what Kansas has. Um, uh, oh, Greg Allen, too. That kid's awful. I hate that guy so much. Who? Who? Grayson Allen. Grayson yeah. Allen. All right, but you still got Marvin Bagley and Gary Trent too. Yeah, they're yeah they're yeah they're good. I don't mind them. So oh, it's gonna be a half of a time you know, for Kansas trying to get by them, uh, even yeah, with Devontae Graham. Game. That's gonna be a fun game. Uh, that sets up as my game of the weekend, actually. I really think that's going to be the marquee game. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that at all. I think, I think that's probably going to be the closest game of, of all the uh, of all the four. I, I really do. I'm, I'm, I like Texas Tech. I don't think they'll uh, get with. I don't think they'll be able to get beat Villanova. They can play with them, but at the, you saw last night as Villanova was down against West Virginia, then boom, they went on a big run. Um, I think that's what will happen. Um, I think Michigan is probably going to beat Florida State. Not sure how close it would be. But, and then I think Loyola, that's going to be a close game too, but I do see Loyola, Loyola pulling away, and I really want them to get in the final four. Well, the the real thing about Loyola is here is, again, they did it um, They did it two days ago, Thursday night, the same way they've done it all, all tournament. Uh you know the team plays defense. They're going to be tough to beat because they play defense and they play. And they win defense. at the final minute. After they win at the final minute every game. That that's yeah, how they well, do and, it. And, and that's another thing. You got a team that's filled with juniors uh, and seniors, and you know, kind of unlike the way Kentucky approached the game. You know, Loyola. None of those players are shy about uh, in, uh, taking the moment. And uh, and living the moment and and wanting to be the the person who does it, yeah. They they don't shy away from that. You got three different players who've made three, who made three different uh, you know, game winning shots. So 
you know, it, it's a fearless team and, and a team that does such a fantastic job passing the ball. Um, I, I don't think, I think they're the best passing team still left in the tournament. You watch how, how they handle the ball. It's just incredible. Uh, yeah. The accuracy of their passing. So, and, and that's why I, I see them beating uh, Kansas State because, um, you know, I sure hope so. you, cost, you, you get them driving in. If there's no shot, you know, they're outstanding at knowing where uh, the open man is, knowing where, you know, if the double team is coming into the middle, you know, getting the ball back out to the open man. They're, they're outstanding in it. And, and if they keep shooting the way they have, the only reason why the game last Thursday night even got as close as it did uh, was Loyola had a decent lead and started sitting on the ball. And, and you know, they can't do that. Yeah, uh, they had three shot clock violations. So What? Yeah. But because they were yet. trying to sit on the ball, trying to, to drain the clock, yeah. I, Loyola's great. They'll take the shot clock down below five a lot of times because they're looking for their shot. But this time, I think they, they waited a little too long, and they, they almost let Nevada get right back into it and, and almost gave the game away that way. Yeah, yeah. That so, clutch three at the end, though, sealed it. That was a gorgeous shot. That was a risky shot, but it was a gorgeous shot at the same time. But I got, I got a question for you here, uh, uh uh, Hunter, real yeah. quick, uh, who's better known on the team? Do you know what the name of the Loyola coaches? <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, I, I, um, I don't, I do not know. I do not. I, I, if you do, say do you know who their biggest fan is What's on the side of the roots for them? Uh, uh, the biggest fan besides Sister Jean? Uh, no. no, it's Sister Jean. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I know who Sister Jean is. Yeah, but you don't know the name of the coach. If you say his name, I, I probably know because I've heard it many times. I don't know his name. And that's a point that I made to David uh, online uh, as we were mess- doing some messaging yesterday, that uh, Sister Jean is probably the best-known uh, part of Loyola's run even better known than the coach of the of the Ramblers, and it's just kind of, kind of funny to to see it. Porter Moser is the uh, head coach of the. There it is. Loyola. Yeah, there you go. Is sister, see, sister Jean, in my mind, she... in my mind, Sister Jean, the way she's got this set up now, she she can take this and because uh, she can make the round of the talk shows after all this is over, and. <laughs> You know, make a few million dollars, and then I think Sister Jean is actually going to uh, take a shot at her lifelong ambition of being of opening up a nightclub in Vegas and headlining uh, out in Vegas. You know, the Sister Jean uh, uh, Theater, and uh, and oh, she's going to images. It, it's it's kind of what you know her her lifetime ambition. You know, here she thought she was going to be a nun her entire life. But now she's going to be rich, and, and she's going to own a nightclub in Vegas and do a nightclub act. Tom, where do you come up with these things? Oh, my goodness. 
Oh my god! I'm trying. I'm trying to picture a ninety a ninety nine year old woman running a nightclub in Vegas, and I, I have bad images in my head. No thanks to that. She's oh. not ninety nine. She's ninety three. Oh, ninety three. Oh, I totally messed up her age. That, hey, George me. Burns entertained the deal through his ninety nine. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it, it's been known to happen. 93-year-old woman running a, almost a night strip club in Vegas. God help me. Dave, I Dave, didn't help say me strip club. <laughs> Dave, help me. Boy, Hunter, you know where your mind is. Yeah, really. Dale. Seriously. No, no, no. Help. I said Dave, she's going to do, do a song and dance act and, the, and uh, some jokes, kind of like comedy, singing, dancing. Okay, that's better. Uh, I, I, Hunter, Hunter, you have not been to Vegas, have you? Um, I, I I feel like I need to go, but I'm, I'll be 21 this year, so I may have to go. I, I've never been either. Maybe we'll both go if you win that hundred dollars in your bracket. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> well, my favorite. My, my my favorite Sister Jean stat, and and by the way, they're selling Sister Jean bobbleheads on on Twitter. You gotta oh you gotta God. go any any bobblehead fan. You gotta go buy the Sister Jean bobblehead. Um, but Sister Jean is only twenty years older than your favorite coach, Hunter Jim Beheim, and I fully expect oh. Beheim to still be coaching when he's ninety three. <laughs> oh. You just broke Hunter's heart, uh, Dave. You did, you did. Well, yeah. hopefully this is the last weekend that I get to watch Grayson Allen play college basketball because I don't watch the NBA that much, but um, can't stand that dude either. I don't think a lot of people can, honestly. Sorry for changing the subject. Well, yeah, that's that's why I was surprised that you said everybody was happy about Syracuse losing. I, I don't think that was true at all. Uh, I think well, a lot yeah, of people think, don't think, like Duke, especially think, Kansas fans. The game was in Omaha. There were a lot of Kansas fans there probably rooting for Syracuse uh, to just have a easier game in the Elite Eight for their Jayhawks. But uh, we will get oh, that yeah, pro- we, yeah, we will pro- get that mammoth like matchup, Duke and, and Kansas, on, on Sunday. So uh, to recap, uh, guys, we need to provide our final four predictions today. We had a tweet from uh, listener David Spellman, and he requested uh, all three of us to give our uh, final four predictions. I want to give a shout-out to Dave, and thank you for tweeting uh, to us, and, and keep the tweets coming. Everybody, tweet at us, at WKD Sports Huddle. You can give us a call to be on the air, 516-387-1417. I think, Hunter, you've given us your final four. Uh, you said Loyola, Michigan, Villanova, and who do you, you have, Kansas? And the other one? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Nostra Thomas has awoken. No, no, no. What is no, your, no. What? What is no, your final four? No, no. Nostra Thomas doesn't work in basketball. He only works in football. He doesn't even work period. Uh, they, they sobered me up. Oh, God, I popped the black coffee last night. Oh, Nostra Thomas was sleeping so, so deeply. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The the left side of the bracket is why Dr. Thomas doesn't normally pick uh, basketball because, I mean, nobody nobody could have seen seen that coming the way the left side of the bracket is. I mean, I woke up and I I see trash on the left side of the bracket. But 
I also see Sister Jean, and, and she's, you know, my kind of person. He just so, called Michigan trash. I can't believe this. Master Thomas speaks. <laughs> see, I, I think that does not work in March. It, it, You'll if, see. Right. Master what? Thomas is going to give you, and it really thinks that uh, Loyola is going to win tonight. Uh, Michigan will come out of the the uh, bracket, and Villanova and Hunter, 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 Hunter. You know, this, oh, this is kind of this is kind of the way we were during football season. This is uh, what you're, after this, you're going to be calling me Master Jedi or Lord Emperor. <laughs> God, start that again. Hunter, you're dropping the rocks and dropping Yoda on his pointy little head again. Uh, oh, man. Duke is going to come out of that, uh, out of that bracket. Wrong. We're going to have Michigan. I, I love Loyola, but I think that's where it stops is uh, – the final four matchup against Michigan. Uh, Villanova has been basically when the tournament started, I thought Villanova was the winner. I don't see any reason why I change it uh, at this point. Uh, Normally when you get to the final four, um, very few upsets, very few surprises. And that's why I'm taking get a Villanova in the final game, Villanova winning national championship. Yeah, over Michigan, and that's what my final is, so you're going to be calling me Master Jedi time, sir. Thank you. God. No Force Luke, that's what we call on you. No, no, it's Lord Emperor also. No no Force Luke, no Force Luke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, too bad my two final teams are still – in it. That could be I've never predicted the final Because of you, before. your ex your ex wing fighter got mired in the spot. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get it out. Max Thomas does not work in basketball season and you'll see why. You'll see you'll see why. You know when Kansas okay. beats Duke. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Alright. I'm gonna have to break this up guys. I'm gonna have to break up this little sparring match and uh you know Hunter David Spellman tweeted requesting Nostra Thomas. I think that's worth something. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I, can't, you know? I, can't, I can't believe people would actually request to hear bad takes. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Hunter? I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to root for I'm your kidding. team so we can get those $100 and, and we'll meet up in Vegas. So how, how about that? Yeah, absolutely. Dave, Dave, that's perfect. That sounds great. To okay. You. All right. Yeah, I, I have the same. Go long way, baby. <laughs> yeah, real far. <laughs> uh, I've I've got the same final four as Nostra Thomas, but I'll, I'll go with with you, Hunter, uh, to play both sides there. I will go with Michigan and Villanova in the final. Villanova. There winning. we go. That's How about what I like that? To hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, we may be right in the middle of March Madness, but baseball season is here. We have a full preview coming up after the commercial break. Friday Night Music Productions is calling all musicians out there to join us for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity 
an event to beat the Guinness World Record for the largest rock band playing one song in the same place and time. And we want you to join us. For more information and to register, visit us at www.FridayNightMusicProductions.com. Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcus Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. So baseball season's kind of crept, uh, crept up on us. Uh, at least it has oh, yeah. for me. Uh, the season is starting earlier this year than normal, and it's also starting on a Thursday. They've done this a couple times in the past. Normally it starts with a couple games on Sunday, and then everybody opens on Monday who didn't play Sunday. But this year, I believe everybody is playing next Thursday to get the season rolling. And uh, I'm excited. Just a few days away from the season beginning, uh, we have a full breakdown for you today of the National League and the American League. Uh, let's start with the National League, where all three of our teams reside. Uh, and I think this is the much more interesting league, and, I'll, and we'll get to why in a minute when we talk about the American League. I think that league is more top-heavy. But uh, from what I, I gather from your notes, guys, in the rundown, you guys also think we're going to have some repeat division winners in the, in the NL as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was going to make a, a, clever, a clever joke. Uh, Dave, have you, ever seen, have, you, have you ever watched uh, Family Guy? The earlier seasons, yes, I've seen the earlier episodes okay. a lot, but not the okay. New there's a point. Okay, have you seen that where the like uh, when Stewie makes a joke about the Met season? Have you seen that part? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, well, it's a joke. Basically, it's like the it's the first pitch of the season, and the season's over. And that's what I was about <laughs> to say for the Pirates. It's not even the first pitch of the season, and the season's over. I don't think so. Yeah, you have, have to that. keep picking on the Pirates. I mean, we know they're bad. <laughs> it's just it's fun. I'm sorry. It's it's very fun. Um well yeah, um yeah, the, I think those uh three in all seriousness no. Um the, the three division winners from last year should uh should repeat, I think. Um yeah, in the NL East, uh you have the Nationals. Um I think the rest of that division's pretty bad. Um yeah, I mean the you got the Mets, I guess they can make noise maybe for a wild card spot. You their rotations back to being healthy. Um I don't know. I just don't. There's just something about them I don't trust because you know they're the Mets. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. If there's a joke, step right up and wow. and, and go away. Uh, this coming from uh, a Nationals fan. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to pick on the Mets. They yeah. And then um, for but uh, for the Nationals, Adam Eaton's coming back. He's very he's the guy they acquired for on that big trade from the White Sox. He missed almost the entire season. Because he blew out his knee right. about the first month into the season, um, yeah. yeah, I really get, didn't get to see how good he really is, which um, kind of made me a bit, a bit of, it kind of upsetting. So I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm hopeful that he gets to stay healthy for a whole season. Um, from everything I've read, he's an outstanding player, very underrated. So I'm, I'm curious to see that. And then, you know, you have the Dodgers in the NL West. Um, I think they'll win the division. They should win it. I think by I a bit. I think a bit is a pretty good uh, um, indication. 
Um, the Giants just lost Madison Bumgarner yesterday, took a uh, pitch right off his hand, fractured it. He's out, I think, for about a couple months, it sounds like they said. Um, I know they have Andrew McCutcheon, but, you know, you just never know what the Giants. They're so inconsistent. They win the World Series one year, then they suck. They win the World Series, they suck. They win the World Series, they suck. Then they go back to playoffs, then they lose. They're like a, they're a seesaw. It's so weird. I don't know why that team can't just be good and then just, you know, whatever. Um, then, then the NL Central, uh, yeah, it's the Cubs, and um, it, then it's everyone else, I think. I think, and then, it, yeah, maybe maybe the Cardinals, but I'm hoping not because uh, um, I can't stand the Cardinals, and I think mo- both of you would agree that you guys cannot stand the Cardinals either. I, I would disagree with that, but that's a different you, discussion, you, I would you, say. You, Oh my gosh, Dave is a Pirates fan and he doesn't hate the Cardinals. Dave, no. Dave, Dave. Oh my god. Tom, Tom, do you hate the Cardinals? He's, He's a Cubs fan. Of course, he does. Thank, of course he does. Thank you, Tom. Thank Tom understands. Tom understands. See, Tom, th- th- this is why this is why I-, I I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, I don't know. You don't hate the Cardinals? Oh, Dave, that's like oh, you're you're evil. I believe you. I believe you. You hate the Cardinals because they beat the Nationals in 2012. Is that is that your reason? That's part of it. That's only part of it. Only part of it. All right. Well, if there That's are other reasons. Then fine. I'm I'm not going to defend the Cardinals here. I, I I'm kind of indifferent to them, but I respect oh them. That's God. really the don't, biggest. Don't thing. say that to Pirates fans. Don't say that to any Pirates fans, Dave. They'll come at you. I'm a, I am a Pirates fan. My family's Pirates. I know. <laughs> they, they, we all we all hate the Cubs much more than the Cardinals. I can tell you that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That, no, we don't. Tom's <laughs> <laughs> like what? Tom, no, we're talking. We're talking. We don't hate the Cubs. Oh my. You're not a Pirates fan. Cubs. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Hunter, I can't you make these hate. vast generalizations about fan bases, and sometimes your generalizations are wrong. I, I know lots all, of Pirate fans that really dislike the Cubs more than the Cardinals. I, well, that's what I haven't seen. All the people, I've, Pirate fans I've seen on Twitter, hate the Cardinals more than they hate the Cubs. That's why I said it. Your your five pirate followers on Twitter all hate the Cubs. (laughs) Almost like, uh, or, 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 yeah, that's a good one. Or all like the Penguins fans that follow them or used to follow them at least. When the Pirates were actually a decent team, all they were doing was just trashing the Cardinals. It was actually kind of funny. Well, you know, I'm not, I I wouldn't say I'm the normal Pirates fan, but I also love baseball. I just, I, I love baseball more than the Pirates, to be honest, so. I, I've always yeah, yeah, admired. Yeah. I've, I've always admired the way the Cardinals play baseball, and I loved Albert Pujols growing up. So that's why I, okay, I don't that, really dislike the Cardinals. I, I wouldn't say I'm a. I'm not a fan, obviously, but uh, if it's Cardinals Cubs, I'm. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm going to be pulling for the Cardinals. Wow. But anyway, I didn't want to discuss either. my likes and dislikes in the NL Central. We wanted to discuss the National League. Uh, Tom, who do, who do you have winning the divisions? You, did you disagree with anything Hunter said with those three teams no, repeating didn't. as division winners? It's just the way this sets up, the way I see it. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't see uh, anything changing for any of these teams. Uh, I do see that uh, – I would say that the 
Nationals, uh, the Cubs, the Dodgers, uh, just about perfectly nationally. I think the the, the main for the the wild card spot between Milwaukee, uh, St. Louis, Arizona, uh, the Mets. Uh, the Phillies have made some interesting acquisitions this offseason, but I don't think they're ready yet. But, you know, that might be a team in the coming a couple of years. But right now, I just don't see the division changing. Do you realize Clinton Kershaw just went the entire spring without giving up an earned Oh, my God. How many, how many innings did he pitch? I didn't look at that. I, I just think he's uh, so I mean all all preseason. So you know you, you talk about a guy who's rated a pitch. Because of improved their starting rotation uh, drastically with you uh, Darvish and Tyler Jackson joining uh, Quintana, Hendricks, and Lester in the rotation. So you know, and it, that, having, having Tyler Chatwood as your number five pitcher. Um, you're, you're head and shoulders above just about every other team in the major leagues uh, with that setup. So uh, you, you hear that. Uh, I have to take an uh, issue with Adam Eaton. So, uh, Adam Eaton is not as good as he thinks he is. All right. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, my all goodness. Right. What I hot, see, that's I, a hot take. I saw him on the south side of Chicago three years playing for the White Sox. Um, not a good clubhouse guy. Uh, and huh? He's not going to give you what you think he's going to give you on that team. So, At least he's not. I mean, he's better than what they have. He's better than what they have in center field. So I'll take that. Then you have All the people I've but, read said that he's a very underrated player. So I'm okay. I hope he. And he had a great start to the season before he blew out his knee. So I'm, I'm no. curious to see how he does coming back. He's a pretty rugged player. He, he's pretty much where uh, he, he's shown everybody pretty much where he's he, he kind of expects to be. Um, definitely not underrated, more rated. Uh, so don't go expecting a lot out of Cam Eaton unless the uh, Nationals drop out of the race and all of a sudden Eaton needs to Eaton will heat up, and, and you'll start seeing some good things out of it. I'm going to send that to freezing cold takes if you end up being wrong on Twitter. How about that? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? I'm not what? worried about that. <laughs> Tom, Tom right. what are you worried about? What are you worried As about? As I say, I, I've seen Adam Eaton play here in Chicago. I know. All right? Um. He is what everybody thinks he is. He is not right. underrated. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but he—I think he's real popular among the analytic crowd. And yeah, yes, he is, Tom. Yeah, yes, he and, is. I—I think I think that we've actually gone too far to that side of uh, evaluating players. Somebody, somebody blow drying their hair. Tom, what's going on there? Yeah, you blow drying your hair over there. What are you talking about? 
I, I think we've swung too far in, in using analytics. Like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we weren't using them at all, and we should have started using them, and that's why Oakland was the first team that did it, and they had a lot of success. Now I think we, mm-hmm. we don't value the things we used to value when we scouted players. Um, yeah. That, and the analytics are, are way too important when we're scouting players. And, and I think to support Tom's argument, uh, he's kind of saying that the analytic people have, have built up Adam Eaton a little bit too much. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's fair. And Dave, that's exactly your favorite stat, Dave, your favorite stat is from analytics. Uh, your favorite stat, remember, Dave? Remember? What? Uh, war? Yeah, war. That's your favorite stat. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a couple of tweets from listeners in Delaware. Uh, we have Julie. Uh, Julie is on your side, guys. She says, I like the Cubs. And we hey. have Gary. He has a much longer yeah. response from, uh, from him. I'm going to read this tweet. Pull it up here. Pirates. He says, Pirate fans hate Cubs much more than Cardinals because some Cubs players... And many Cubs fans have arrogantly flaunted their recent success. Cardinals players Ooh. and most fans take their team's success with considerably more modesty. That's from Gary in Delaware. Oh, wow. God. You, you're too far away from Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans are one of the worst animations in the National League. Uh, they are arrogant. They are crude. Uh, and, and they're the first to jump on their team when they have a rough stretch. Cardinals fans are terrible. Mm. Oh, they're bad. Uh, I, I don't like them at all. Well, fans, you know, we're, we're just learning how to embrace the Indians. Uh, that comes from being a good team. Three's favorite every year. So we're kind of getting used to it. So, you know, we'll get better. There you go. We won't oh, be as, not... as, uh, as antagonistic about it. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of temper it down a little bit. But, you know, Cubs fans don't jump off the team bandwagon the minute they lose four games in a row. So, um, uh, if you run into a – I would say if you run into a diehard Cubs fan, that's true. But there's a lot of Cubs fans that aren't real fans. Get that winning team uh, a day. That's uh, true. Come on. And, and, and the Cubs have been popular for a long time just because of the Wrigley experience. So, yeah, and and, you know, and they they're on national TV. They have a they have a big national fan base. Right, because mm. they were on you know BGM was a super station for a long time. So right. I I do get that. I do get that. But, you know the Cubs. I have a lot of Cubs fans followers, and it is a very passionate, uh, very baseball, you know, solid baseball knowledge of good fans. So, so uh, and I'll take my fan base over the Cardinals any day. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, it well you have, you have so Julie so. on your side for what it's worth. Well, and absolutely love it. Julie, uh, Julie's in my corner on this one. <laughs> Julie's picking the right winner. Yeah, I, I I side with Julie. You know, at least they're not some like some of the NLE fan bases. You know, you got Braves fans who just uh, constantly still obsess over Shipper Jones and Freddie Freeman, who look like Buzz from uh, Home Alone. And then you have 
Um, Mets fans who jump off the bandwagon when uh, Matt Harvey uh, got hurt. And then you got uh, Phillies fans who haven't showed up since they won their last World Series. So, um, uh, yeah, the NL East is really fun, guys, if you want to pick on a losing team. Their fans are so bad, too. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a lot to that's a lot to break down there. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll have to return to that some other time. We do have to move to the American League now and do our American League preview. And I think it's kind of more of the same there. With it's hard to find a team that didn't win the division last year that's going to win it this year. Although I guess that team would be the Yankees because technically they did not win the AL East last year. That was the Boston Red Sox. The Yankees are one of the, the top three, if not the favorite in the American League to, to go to the World Series. Houston, maybe. Uh, Yankees, you know, season. And I don't know how you can pick against them in the American League. I don't know how you can pick against them in the American League to start with. Uh, with uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who's just one of the premier power hitters of the League Baseball, Aaron Judge is going into his second year. Gary Sanchez. I you get a lineup that's just killer. I pitchers are going to be, uh, you know, shaking. They're, they're going to be hiding in the clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> you're just scared of the front of face in this lineup. Well, yeah, well, I, I agree with that, uh, Tom. Uh, Hunter, why do you like the Astros? I, I just. Um, uh, I thought was, uh, first I was going to talk about the Yankees. Um, oh, okay. uh, here's something for you. I don't hate the Yankees. Um, I never have. But um, I've always loved um, Derek Jeter and all the, the great people that have been there. Derek Jeter's my idols. Um, but th- they're very good. Um, I do think they – they you, you, you easily – yeah, I mean, you just did. You easily can make an argument that they're better than Houston. But for, for Houston, I just – I. I I love that they're basically almost their entire team is returning this year. You have uh, Altuve, Correa. Um, y- y- you have they have everyone a great lineup back. as well. Yeah, yeah they, their lineup is unbelievable. Oh, I think, I think, well, they, I think about, they were able to beat the Yankees. When I talk about the Yankees, guys, no, I am not downgrading the Houston Astros. Uh, yeah. I think the Astros are, are every bit as capable uh, as the Yankees. But I, I look at what the Yankees have added. Uh, over the off season, and I, I have a hard time for some injuries. Now, the only the only thing that that really I, I question about the Yankees is that they fired Joe Girardi after last season, and I think Girardi is the best manager in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a weird decision. Yeah, but I think that was more more of a clash with front office than actually manager. I think he didn't agree with um, Brian Cashman apparently didn't really agree with some of the stuff that he did. So that probably led to that change. I don't think it was due to like how the team did because they went out and just got arguably the best hitter in baseball. So, I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would like to see a, a series between these two teams. Hopefully it's the pennant because that would be, um, that would probably, would probably go seven is it would be a lot of fun to watch with all the home runs that would probably be hit between those two teams. I'd set the over-under at about 30 for a whole series. It's hard to be a Yankees fan. Again, because everybody talks about the Cubs. Well, Yankees winners for 
tell for you know a long time in the American League, the Yankees were the dominant team, and they were always the team you loved to hate. Right. Uh, you know, my dad was also a Yankees fan all his life. He grew up in the Bronx. He was born in the Bronx. And my uncle actually played the Yankees minor league. So, uh, oh, wow. It's That's hard. awesome. Yeah. It's hard for me not to actually have a bit of a, a passion for the Yankees. Uh, so, you know, but I, I just think the lineup they put together, unless there's injuries that, uh, that they start facing as the season goes. Tom, you've been cutting in and out. We didn't hear the last part of that. Oh, sorry. I'm just saying, uh, Yankees are a monster team. I just don't see them. I see them going all the way to the World Series. Because um, I, I really, you know, with the hitting that they have, and they still have pitching that uh, you know, as good as the Astros are, I think they're going to have all the time to keep up with the Yankees in the seventh playoff. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, I, Tom, I, I think the Yankees are the team to beat in the AL, even though the Astros are defending champs and, and ha- are returning everybody. I think what's interesting about the Astros, they only had half a season of Justin Verlander, and they added Garrett Cole as well. Garrett Cole is yeah. a three-starter? That, that's pretty darn good. And I'm, I'm looking no, forward to seeing that rotation this year. And uh, and probably matched up against that Yankees lineup at some point in the playoffs. But don't sleep on the Indians. I know they've under underachieved in the playoffs, and uh, they've lost what five straight or is it six straight? Five straight, six straight uh, series clinching games in the playoffs, going back to the 2016 World Series. Just heartbreaking what that fan base has gone through. But the Indians are, are legit as well. They're bringing back a lot of pieces, and, and they're going to be there with the Yankees and Astros at the end. Cleveland sports, baby. It doesn't get any better than Cleveland. Uh, I do, I do, that, uh, it's the Cleveland curse. That's what I'm going to call it. I don't it. know. Washington, Washington's curse. pretty close. Washington's pretty close. Yeah, Washington's up there too. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're, right, they're, right, they're, right behind, they're probably right behind them. Yeah, it's been a while since the Redskins won. They, they they have won three Super Bowls, but since since 1991, yeah, Washington hasn't had much to to show for yeah, their teams. Exactly. But uh, be- before we take a break, guys, I wanted to just say how happy I am that the season's opening up on a Thursday. I think it's three years in a row, uh, 2015, 16, 17. The season started on on Sunday and then opened up really in full capacity on Monday. And it always seems to fall on the same Monday as the national championship game in college basketball. And that is just so annoying to me. And I get it that we have two different fan bases. College basketball fans probably aren't interested in baseball and maybe vice versa. But if you're just a sports fan, you you enjoy opening day. It's one of the most exciting days of the season. I think opening day for baseball is really special because spring is here. Summer is coming. You're excited. The temperature is getting warm again. And you just want to watch as much baseball as you can in that first week, especially in that first day. But you can't if the college basketball national championship is the same day. So I am so happy that these two sports, at least for this season, are not overlapping each other. They are overlapping, but 
opening day, at least for baseball, is not the same day as the Final Four or the same day as uh, the National Championship. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I can't argue that. Uh, one thing I'm going to do, though, is going to throw out one more prediction. Uh, for the World Series, Yankees against the Cubs, and they've met twice in the World Series before, but this time the Cubs come out big in a big seven-game series. So you heard it here first. Cubs yeah. win the 2018 World Series over the New York Yankees in seven games. And oh my God! That's what I'm going to leave you with with uh, my baseball predictions. Yeah, I'll send that to freezing cold takes too, Dave. Hunter, I'll give you 30 seconds. You want to respond with your own prediction? Yes, yes. Um, I have I have the the Astros from the American League in it, and you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's put the Nationals in the World Series because I know it's not going to happen, and the Astros are going to repeat. <laughs> so that's my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Oh, God, you talk about freezing cold takes. Man, yeah. you, just sent freezing your, cold. You, you just sent your X-Wing fighter down to the bottom of the swamps of Dagobah with that one. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll, 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 I'll leave a prediction as well so you can make fun of me in October. I'll go on, completely go different, go and I will go Indians – and Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers will win the World Series uh, after la- coming so close last year. They get back and they win it all this year. How about that? No thanks. Don't need that to happen. All right. Well, well you hate like twenty-eight of the thirty fam- fam- the teams, Hunter. That's not true. That's that's not true. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Got to take a break on our last break here. What's that? I know. I said there's so much hate in Hunter's life. He must learn to love more. Uh, I love many things. Love your fellow man. Love your fellow woman. Really love your fellow woman. But, uh, you know. I love my fellow woman. Yeah, just, you know, develop some more, you know, more mellow outlook towards life, Hunter. Uh, you just can't, can't wall up with all this hate because it's really going to send you to the dark side. Starts, oh man, Thank, thanks, Tom. I, I really. I think he, he's already there. He's already Lord Emperor. So oh, I've already <laughs> to the we so. we, okay. we got to take a break, guys. One last commercial break. <laughs> We're gonna come back, wrap up today's show with the Steelers and their free agency moves of the last week. Are you looking for a fun and creative way to enjoy fitness, whether for health, wellness, or as a hobby? Katie Sunshine Hoops is the answer. Affordable, custom-made by-hand hula hoops, fitness hoops, art pieces, hoop dancing videos, and advice are available at www.katysunshinehoops.com. Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Paul and Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcus Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. Dot com. want to thank our listeners for your tweets today. Gary, Julie, thank you for the tweets during the show. And David Spellman, thank you for the tweet Friday. That was great in our discussion for the Final Four. Um, let's end today with the Steelers. We didn't discuss them last week. We went heavy Chicago Bears and the NFC North. And the Steelers added a player that was playing in the NFC North last year, ex-Packers safety Morgan Burnett. 
signed a three-year deal worth $14.35 million with the Steelers this week. He's effectively going to replace Mike Mitchell in the starting lineup. Uh, the signing bonus for Burnett is $4.25 million. Um, and uh, w- with this deal, the Steelers are going to save about $2.5 million towards the salary cap, uh, having Burnett instead of uh, Mike Mitchell. And actually, their play might improve as well. So uh, overall, th- this is getting very high reviews in, uh, mm-hmm. in oh, yeah. uh, free agency grades on, on the Internet. Yes, yeah, I think uh, as someone who's seen Burnett play, uh, who's seen him on the other side of the line of scrimmage uh, for the last couple of years, uh, I, I think that Pittsburgh uh, Steelers have gotten the better of this uh, uh, as, as far as uh, what they've done at the safety position because I like Morgan Burnett very much, and uh, uh, I, I think Steelers fans are really going to like having him in the secondary. One thing that's really great about Burnett is he's from the same hometown as second-year defensive back Cameron Sutton. They've worked out with each other. They actually played for the same coach, uh, high school coach. Uh, Burnett is six years older than Sutton, but Burnett's brother, Cap Burnett, is a high school coach at in their hometown. They both played for, for Cap Burnett. So there's that familiarity there that Burnett can, can help the, the young player, defensive back, continue to develop. I like that part of the move. And the Steelers also added linebacker John Bostick for depth and could work his way into a starting role depending on what else the Steelers do at, at middle linebacker, specifically in the draft. Hunter, what, what do you think of, of the additions Burnett and Bostick? Oh, they're, they're fine. Yeah, they're, they're good signings. Yeah, Bostic's probably going to be the guy that calls the plays in, um, in place of Shazier because Shazier always did it, which moves Vince out of that role. Um, don't think Vince was Vince was ready for that, even though I think Vince had a pretty solid season. Um, also, one thing about are Bostic, you on a first though, name basis with Vince Williams? Vince Williams, yes. <laughs> some, some people call him like weird other names. It's like his name is Vince, so that's why that's what that's yeah, but. Um, Bostic, uh, one thing about this guy is um, I read he only missed one tackle last year, and that's on the Indianapolis Colts. That's one of the worst defenses in the league. That's actually pretty impressive that he only had one missed tackle on one of the worst defenses. Not one of the worst defenses, on one of the worst teams in football. That is actually kind of interesting, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And apparently they said his communication skills are very good, which this team lacks because they always uh, screw up assignments on that side of the ball. And then uh, Morgan Burnett, I'm pretty excited about. Um, I, um, Alex Kozera wrote, uh, shout out to him, wrote a great um, <clears throat> breakdown of him on Steelers Depot if you want to check that out. Um, he can uh, cover a tight end, which um, we have not been able to uh, do cover the league's elite tight ends. So that should help. Um, they'll still probably take a safety in, in the first couple rounds. Um, I think in the, in a perfect world, they'll probably maybe want all three on the field at the same time. Morgan Burnett can also play a slot corner if they ask him to. So, I mean, you can he can move all over the field. He kind of, like, he just, where he's on on the field, he can play up, he can play back. It's kind of almost like he plays the same position as Troy did, except to a far, like, lesser level. Sorry. It's a weird comparison, but whatever. And then they'll also draft another linebacker because they probably have to. But uh, Troy... Troy who? Troy Polamalu, 
uh, okay. arguably the best safety. Well, arguably and, the best safety. Say, you're on a first name basis with all of these guys. Uh, Tom, Tom, <laughs> it's arguably, arguably Tom. He's arguably the best safety to ever play in the NFL. So you have to know Troy. Um, <laughs> I will die on that. But um, yeah, I, I knew who you were talking about. I, I just didn't know you knew him so so uh, completely that you, that you two hung together. Yeah, yeah, we've hung out. I've met him. Very nice dude. I'm kidding. Just Troy um, Hunter, yep. Yeah. yeah, Troy and me. But, uh, yeah, but they bring good communication skills. They tackle well. Oh, yeah, and they sign them cheap, which is I love what the, how the Steelers do that. And now they'll be ready for the draft to uh, draft um, to draft hopefully an inside linebacker. They're not pressured to take one or the other. It's best player available in the first two rounds. But if they draft like an offensive player in the first two rounds, I will call Kevin Colbert and scream on the on the phone because that will make me so mad. I'll scream. <laughs> All right. So 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 to recap, you're on a first name basis with Vince, Vince Williams, and Troy Palomalo, and you have Kevin Colbert's phone number. Yeah, yeah. I, I will I will somehow get his phone number if he drafts someone like 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 Mason Rudolph in the in the second round. People people rejecting that. I'm like, nope. They're gonna get, it's gonna go all defense in the first two rounds. If they don't, there is something seriously wrong with their draft philosophy. Yeah, don't get angry at the Steelers about someone's silly mock draft where they're trying to get attention and and they say the Steelers are going to take a quarterback in round two. It's not going to happen. Someone someone had a mock draft this week, had the Steelers taking an offensive tackle in the second round. I wanted to throw my computer at that guy. Oh, my God, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Hunter, well, you never pay attention to mock drafts. Yeah, I, no, I don't. There, I don't. I, so it was on my Twitter feed. It was on my Twitter feed. Someone retweeted it, and I saw. <laughs> and I, I know, I know. We have to talk about it. Trust two thousand words of space filler for for writers. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why we all hate Mel Kuyper's stupid mock drafts, right, Tom? His are uh, his well, are awful. Mel Kuyper does five hundred mock drafts, though. Yeah, yeah. So, He's so he can right always say that he can always point to one of them and say that he got that pick right. <laughs> that's that's correct. Yeah. Well, guys, we we are out of time today. We will be talking more NFL draft in the coming weeks. Uh, Hunter, I think the last thing you said was your best point about the Steelers' free agency moves this week. Adding a linebacker, adding a safety that can start, can just be depth pieces if they want them to be, can move Burnett around in the secondary. The flexibility those two players provide allows the Steelers to pick the best available player when they come up in the first round. I don't think that means they're going to take a quarterback or a tackle. Quarterback won't be the best available player at that point anyway, so that's irrelevant. But it, it allows them to take a safety if they want. It allows them to take a defensive tackle if they want. It allows them to take a linebacker if they want. They will take the best available player because of these moves they made this this last week. I sure hope so. So uh, that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Today's show was brought to you by author Marcus Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. Remember to follow us on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. And give us a like on Facebook. Search Weekend Sports Huddle. Join the conversation there. We'll be back next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time.